AEC Business, the construction industry's innovation and technology show. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Melvin Newman, the CTO of Patabid. Our topic is AI and the AI-powered estimating platform the company is soon launching. Welcome to the podcast, Melvin. Thank you very much, Arnie. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Can you tell us about your company, Patabid, and what it does? Yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Patabid is a, a, um, a, a bit of an interesting uh, AI development company. Um, we're largely targeting the uh, construction sector. Uh, its genesis was uh, about four, four or five years ago. Um, I was tasked at a company that I was working for in the construction industry with finding business opportunities for them to bid on across Canada. So that was a, a rather intense ask for anybody who's worked in the, the construction industry um, especially in North America, it is severely fractured. So the initial solution that we came up with was a, a an aggregator of uh, all the bid opportunities. And uh, I developed it just for myself. Um, and I had a, a good friend of mine, uh, and we were playing, quite literally playing video games one night, and I showed it to him. I'm like, this is kind of what we're doing, what I'm doing. And he was like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. And then he came back to me a, a week or so later and he's like, oh, I've done some research and nobody's doing this. Why don't we go and start a company? And so we put together Patabid, which uh, the the name is a, a throwback uh, to, I was born in Nairobi, Kenya. So the name is actually Swahili, uh, a little bit of Swahili in there. Um, and uh, that's where we, uh, we started the company. And uh, the solution for the tenders took on a bit of a life of its own. So uh, we initially thought, you know, this would be for construction, but the the sheer volume of opportunities that was brought in and the diversity, um, only about half of our current clients are in construction. Uh, the other half are, you know, engineering. We've got a number of bus dealerships. You know, it's it's an extremely diverse group of people and we we had no idea that it was going to go this way um and so from there though we wanted to move into the next layer of of these bid opportunities specifically again focused on construction i myself have come out of construction in the uh, virtual design and estimating areas and realized that estimating is an incredibly labor intensive um activity uh you know in a small to medium-sized mechanical or electrical project where you know the contractor is buying the the equipment and the gear that estimator you know whether it's the business owner or a full-time estimator they're going to spend 80 to 90 percent of the time counting things and that that was when i did the analysis on it that stuff that you count like every light switch every plug every elbow, every length of pipe only contributes 20 to 25% of the final value of the project. You know, everything that matters on these projects is um, the lights, the switch gear, uh, the pumps, you know, all of the equipment pieces. So the, 
the cost benefit just seems so severely inverted. Uh, now the reality is, um, it's not a it's not a trivial thing to go and count these. You know, drawings can be anything from a scanned document from I've seen stuff from the 1800s for the Canadian Parliament buildings. So you 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 have this incredible diversity again. Uh, so we realized that this was a, a prime uh, target for artificial intelligence. And so we, we built another uh, in-house, completely in-house developed AI that we're in the process of teaching right now. And uh, we put together a platform around that to enable simple, fast, accurate estimation of construction projects. Uh, with the AI, we're looking to take what, you know, would typically take days down to minutes. Um, and that's that in a nutshell is the the genesis of the Quantify platform and Padabit as a whole. We're looking to basically automate the entire front end of business, specifically in construction, and and take it from finding that opportunity to bidding that opportunity to winning that opportunity. Uh, I've recently I've interviewed several companies uh, who are developing AI solutions uh, for the construction sector and. I'd like to hear your thoughts on on how do you see the AI uh, in the future? Is it going to be a disruptive technology in construction or more like an evolutionary uh, progress? That that is an excellent question. Uh, I firmly believe it's going to be disruptive. What what we're able to achieve now uh, with with AI is to remove a lot of the um, the menial tasks i'll say like you know the those kind of literally the counting of widgets um the identification of uh items and and packages and we can even go so far as to start to grade with with the proper analytics we can start to grade success and failure very very early on in the project do a full risk analysis and all of this it's nothing that you know people don't do today. It's nothing that we can't do today. What it's going to do though is accelerate. And we're already seeing in the construction industry, owners are delivering opportunities with a, to put it nicely, very aggressive timelines, <laughs> to put it bluntly, unrealistic and crazy timelines. <laughs> so what we're looking to do and, and what AI is doing is bringing back the time to properly analyze these, these packages and understand them. So what used to take one to two weeks to do the, the low grade information can now be done in minutes and you can spend the time, okay, what are the ways I can optimize, you know, my company's X, Y, Z, so I can win this and, and take it on. Um, and then on top of that, it, when you mix analytics into that, what we're really, where I really see the industry going with this is the ability for companies to identify real opportunities, not, not perceived opportunities anymore, but real hard opportunities. So we, we can stop wasting time. Like so much time and effort is spent, especially when you're a, an owner operator, you know, you have, 
five or six employees, but you're going home every night to, to do the estimates um, when you'd rather be spending time with your wife and children. Um, and now, now we're, we're trying to bring back that time and give you a better target so that you're not wasting that effort. So that, that's, that's where I see, you know, the, the AI revolution, I'll say. Yeah, there certainly is uh, room for improvement. Uh, the productivity of, let's say, construction work on, on the site is about uh, 30%. So 70% is typically yeah. <laughs> uh, waste. And it, yep. it also, Absolutely. yeah. yeah so, so we have a problem. Yeah. So um, I know you haven't yet launched uh, your Quantify platform, but can you... Talk us through the process of using it in the future. The the general idea is it, it's similar um, on the surface, like most other estimating platforms. It's it's entirely uh, graphical, digital. Um, so the the premise is you load your drawings right into the platform. So uh, and whether that's pictures of drawings, whether that's you know a drawing a PDF, whatever it is. Uh, you simply drag and drop it into the platform. From there, you can start your takeoff. And the uh, the idea is, uh, well, it's going to have two streams. So you can either perform a, a fully manual takeoff, but it's all all drawing based. So full digital uh, takeoff is built from the ground up into the platform, and it's a, it's an entirely cloud based platform. So all your data is stored. Uh, it's centralized. It's uh, available to you. So from there, you've you've uploaded your drawings. You can start your your takeoff using you know either assemblies or items, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or you can use the the AI. So the AI is a an entirely optional feature, but you can click on that, send it over to the AI system. It gives you back a set of marked up drawings ready to go. So it tells you what the AI's found. This is where we found um, humans are, we're a unique species. We're really terrible at seeing our own mistakes. So when, when you're an estimator and you're down in those weeds and you're, you're counting all of these widgets, you're never going to be able to see when you've missed something. It's very, very difficult to see your own errors. However, our minds are uniquely adept at identifying errors done by someone or something else. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, maybe that's why we can be a judgmental species sometimes too. <laughs> so the, you, when you send it over to the AI, what the AI gives back to you, um, people are very, very quick to identify if the AI has made a mistake, if it's not something that they agree with. But then the whole process becomes one of, okay, I'm going to click on that. I'm going to change the item. Um, I'm going to uh, remove, you know, or adjust whatever is in there to suit my strategy on this project. And then it's it becomes more of a, okay, here's the base. And then, you know, the standard, now I'm going to bring my intelligence and my market knowledge to it. From there, once the takeoff is completed, it goes into the pricing. So you're able to load your own pricing into it. 
Um, we have support for multiple different pricing options. You know, if you work in different regions, uh, globally or locally, uh, I know here in, in Canada, we have numerous different pricing regions because our country is just so psychotically big. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Um, and so from there you also get your labor. So we have uh, partnered with a company, Suderman Estimating, to bring their labor basis and manual into the platform. And so when you use it, you understand, like it tells you exactly what the basis of the labor is. Um, we have the, the ability for all the notes associated with items to be easily viewed and understood so that you get a firm confidence in what you're bidding and, and what's included and what's out. And then from there, it goes into a standard closeout. So we have a standard Excel template that, you know, you can hit the, the summarize button, download and run with it. So it's uh, that, that at a high level is, is the workflow. Um, one of the key things that we're really trying to help the, uh, the small to medium businesses out with is the, the pooled licensing. So when you as a company buy a license, you can put as many users on the platform as you want. And it's just, you know, how many licenses, how many people can use it at once. So the, the idea there is, you know, when your estimator takes a vacation, when somebody steps out, when a PM wants to go and do their own change orders, they can step in and out seamlessly. All the data is there. Everything is centralized. You don't have to fight or contest for different accounts and whatnot. Um, and it gives, it gives the owner the confidence that the audit is done solidly. So we're tying Power BI into all of this on the back end also. That's not going to be available at release, but it's being done uh, right now. So the end goal is you'll be able to audit all of your bids and, and understand exactly what is going out. Because you're talking about AI and machine learning, uh, what has been the most challenging part of developing this application? <laughs> and for example, what, what data sets to use for training? I, th I think you're, you, you have an understanding of what's involved with AI. I can, <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, it is a, uh, AIs are, are very unique. You have to be so careful not to bias them. And AIs are, you know, they're, they're very adept at learning what you're teaching them, but they are most adept at learning your own biases. So I know uh, <laughs> Amazon uh, a couple of years ago had a major issue when they were using AI for um, hiring. And, uh, and then somebody ran an analysis and realized that the AI uh, was extremely biased because they had used training data from, you know, the 60s, 70s and 80s on uh, to train the AI on. And that biased it heavily because at that time in our society, our society was biased. So <clears throat> you have to be very, very careful with artificial intelligence to to find an appropriately balanced data set. So we've developed our data set in-house. And that that is based off of, we have a, a unique ability with our tenders platform because we're collecting so much information and we have access to all of these, you know, 
documents and whatnot in the public space. Uh, we are able to build a completely custom tailored uh, and very diverse data set. And diversity is the absolute key with AI. Um, if you don't have a, a robust, diverse data set, you're automatically just going to bias it. And so uh, we try to pull from as many regions as possible. Um, we like to we like to say we don't work on lab case data because, quite frankly, you don't build something in a lab. Everything is done in real life. So we we grab real life um, tender information, and that's what forms the basis of our training data set. And that gives our AI a lot of flexibility. So it's able to uh, learn and understand all the different types, different styles, um, and different pieces of information. And my goodness, is there ever a tremendous diversity out there? You know, we, we like to think that we, you know, a, we, we have ASTM, so everything's standardized. No, no, not, not at all. So even in the same engineering organizations, you'll have five different standards. Um, but AIs give you an, an incredible ability to normalize that data. So that's, that's how we go about uh, kind of building our data set is we, we collect all of this documentation through our tenders platform. Um, and it's, it's all public documentation. So we're able to, um, to build our data sets out of all of that. And then on top of that, once it's uh, out and running, it'll be refinable. So we'll be able to work with our clients directly to tailor it to uh, what their what they're building because the, the AI at its core is uh, I'm not sure I, I could nerd out really badly here so <laughs> it's, you'll you'll have to forgive me <laughs> it's it's a passion um, so the AI at its core is is adaptable it's a polymorphic AI so it actually adjusts itself structurally to the data that it receives so once it's it's out you know and we're we're deployed it will be able to learn from its own mistakes and from input from any and all of our clients. So that's, we wanted to build something from the ground up. It's been a couple of years building this thing and we wanted it to, to be infinitely flexible. I mean, that's obviously not the case in real life, but that's the goal so that we can make something that is highly adaptable um, and very, very flexible. And so far, it's uh, what's really interesting about it is um, it's able to learn really quickly as a result. So, you know, what would typically take two to 3,000 drawing sets for something, you know, kind of cutting edge to learn, we're able to start getting results on, you know, a few hundred. Um, and that's, that's proving to be a, a really, really interesting observation that that we've been able to make. Sounds fantastic, yeah. So you've certainly had some pilot users already during the development phase. So what kind of uh, feedback have you uh, got from them? Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, the typical pain of software development, right? It's, uh, we, we had... Um, the platform, we actually felt that it was ready to start reaching uh, out to the target market last year. Um, around uh, <clears throat> September, 
we had a, a number of people on trying it out. And unfortunately, the, uh, the feedback came back that the technology, like the AI, really fascinating. Like it, it was pulling out and dramatically accelerating, especially in the um, pipe fabrication space. Um, we had a lot of positive feedback on its core function. Unfortunately, our, our whole concept of how the users were going to interact with this was flawed. And <laughs> it was a, a brutal awakening there when we, we sat down and took a good hard look at it and we're like, okay, we could start putting band-aids on this and, you know, make adjustments and whatnot. But we also realized that uh, in the tooling that we had built for training this AI, we had basically constructed the foundations for a full-on estimating platform and it just needed you know a few extra bolt-ons to for pricing and and those pieces so right around october november of last year we we basically 180 degree pivoted from a nice little cute app that you could you know take a a, a picture of a, a drawing and get you know kind of a a bit of a bill of materials out and it was it was the, the AI was fascinatingly functional, but you couldn't actually use what it gave back to you very well. Um, <clears throat> we pivoted 180 degrees and just came up with the Quantify platform. And so it's been, you know, three months of massive expansion and uh, reorganization of, of how the interface works. The core technology hasn't changed. Um, but the interface was turned into something much, much more robust. Um, and then from there, you know, we're, we're establishing some partnerships, as I mentioned, with uh, some other organizations, Suderman and such, that uh, will enable us to uh, bring even more to the table with it in, uh, in March when we're looking to release. So that's that in a nutshell. And I mean, at this point right now, we're actually open to early adopters. You know, if, if there are people, um, just putting that out to the audience, if there are people who are interested in, in testing this, we're not charging for early adopters at this point. Um, and we just want, you know, feedback. What, what do we need to adapt? What do we need to change? And the, the end goal is to bring back the time for, for those people in construction. You said that you use uh, you can use drawings, uh, PDFs, and so on. Um, how about uh, BIM uh, BIM models? Uh, do you is that something that you have considered? Absolutely. Now that's that's an interesting uh, question. There, um, I've had uh, I've had a lot of um, discussions with. Uh, uh, fellow people in, in the industry and peers and such and, and other companies. Um, BIM is a, you know, having, having come out of the VDC BIM world myself, the virtual design construction world, um, it, is, it is very fascinating. Uh, I see a, a very unique future for it. Um, at this point, I mean, our platform, you no, know, it, it's focused on the 2D space initially. And there's, there's a reason for that. Um, having had discussions, as I mentioned, with, with a number of our peers, um, 
if you go and look at any bid opportunity available, you know, right now, we, again, we were able to go and look at thousands a day that come across our, our platform. Not a single one of them includes a BIM model. So <laughs> it's, what's really disappointing is you can look at the drawings and know, you know, probably at least I would say 60% of them have come from a, a, at, at the very least, you know, a Revit package or something. 80% uh, of them have come from a CAD package of some sort, 80 to 90% of them, whether that's AutoCAD or, you know, something along those lines. But the, the reality is um, there is, we, we haven't reached a point yet in construction where uh, tenders are being put out, bid opportunities are being put out with the 3D models, at least, at least not that we've seen in North America. Um, there is still, uh, they'll give you the 3D model later in the project life cycle. Um, a lot of places are doing that now, and that's really, really refreshing to see. Uh, but the, the reality of the problem is um, owners, especially in the commercial institutional sector, are not spending the money to generate buildable 3D models. So uh, I'm actually doing some consulting on the side right now <clears throat> um, to do VDC on a number of major projects. And the, the models that, that we get are quote unquote design intent. And so, and, and basically they show very little and then they just put the notes in the side that say, you know, contractor to make good. Well, you, you can't do that at the time of tender. Um, you, that's something that uh, there just isn't the technology there yet to do that. Now, the other flip side is unfortunately legal. We haven't developed a way yet for engineers to stamp a 3D model. Like the, that, that whole law, uh, case law, is not yet developed in construction. And that's, that's something that's going to have to be <clears throat> overcome. I mean, up to just a few years ago, to even get a hold of the 3D model for a project after you've been awarded it, you basically had to sign your soul over. And it was uh, it, it, a very, very um, difficult to obtain the, uh, the, the, the 3D models to, to work with. And um, very, very select clientele will actually give that to you at the time of tender. I've had it given in a couple of tenders in my career, probably less than five were we able to actually obtain the 3D model at the time of tender. Now, the counter to that is the industrial sector. So the industrial sector, just due to the nature of what they're building often, you know, uh, oil and gas, the hazards and everything, they are willing to spend to have every nut and bolt modeled out. But nobody's come up with a compatible software you know it's always proprietary models and the closest you can get is a navis works export of it but a large number of um the software packages even though they will export to navis works they strip the intelligence out so all you have in the navis works model is uh, more often than not the geometric representation of what it is
So that's something where we see a future for AI to be able to take some of these models and uprate them to, to something intelligent and bring that intelligence in back into them. Um, but again, you know, due to the nature of these industrial projects, more often than not, you're actually just given full fleshed out bills of materials to bid to because the, the clients want everybody on a level playing field anyway. So at that point, um, our software would become more of a uh, bid management tool because um, you're not necessarily going to have to do a lot of takeoff with it uh, or widget counting. Um, industrial jobs are, are kind of nice that way, but they represent a much smaller market than the commercial institutional sector. Uh, I mean, if you just look around any town, they will have a small industrial sector and then everything else. So <laughs> the, the capital spends on any individual industrial project will be usually significantly more, but the overall market is, is lower. So we're, we're, again, we're targeting that small to medium commercial institutional um, sector. And, and from there, it's uh, to circle back to your, your question on BIM VDC, the future is there, but it's, it's going to be, I still think, you know, we've been talking about 3D and Revit's going to replace estimators. And I, I just quite frankly don't see it. <laughs> I think this has been a really, really inspiring discussion with you. And I, I guess we could talk forever, but um <laughs> but I know that you're busy and and uh, but you mentioned that the, the the launch is supposed to be in March. Yes, yep yeah, that that is our target right now, um, barring any sort of showstoppers. And and as mentioned, you know we're looking for early adopters right now who um, be willing to get into the system and try to break it. Uh, don't I'll say don't don't do a business critical bid in it but if you want to test something out uh, we're more than open to that absolutely yeah so so how can our listeners uh, sign up yep padabit.com is our our website so users can go in there and and contact us there's a contact form for um, reaching out to us to gain early access I mean feel free you know, Melvin at padabit.com. I'll throw that right out there. It, always a little bit dangerous, but uh, <laughs> I'm happy to talk to uh, people who who are interested in seeing how we can help them. And and at the end of the day, that is what we're we're about. We are here to to help you get that time back and and make it more efficient. Uh, all of construction is a stats game, so the more that you can do the more that you can get out with, with that time. I talk to, you know, a lot of small business owners and they're sitting there and they're like, you know, I had to pass on two to three bids because I still had to sleep at night. You know, they're going to bed at, you know, one in the morning and they still have to pass on, on bid opportunities. And that's, that is very, very difficult. So that's what we're really hoping to, to bring back for people. I think that is a fantastic mission for you and I I wish all the all the best for the future and uh, I'm looking forward to to the launch. Absolutely, thank you very much Arnie. This has been uh, a great discussion. Yes, I 
construction tech is is a, a passion we could talk for hours on that yeah all right i'll i'll let you go now bye-bye thank you very much take care thanks for listening subscribe to this podcast and visit aec-business.com the award-winning blog for more news and stories 